G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So many people in this world have wandered so far away from the plan that God has for their lives, the identity that they have in Him, the future, the destiny that He has for them, that it seems almost impossible for them to find their way back. So maybe, maybe it's time to start back at square one. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're kicking off a new series of messages called Meet the New Me because God is a God who sent his son to die and rise again to give you a new life. This series is all about laying hold of that new life. So let's dive into God's word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free booklet called Your Complete Makeover Awaits, a booklet that I'd love to send you to help you live out the new life that Jesus came to give you day after day. There's no doubt that of all the creatures that share this planet we call Earth, people, human beings, are by far the most special, the most valuable. Now, you may have a pet dog or a pet cat or a pet budgie or a pet goldfish, and that pet may be incredibly special to you. We happen to have a pet cat. Her name's Doggy. I I know, it's kind of weird and there's a story behind it, but she is incredibly special to us. She is, after all, our beloved pet cat. But as special as Doggy is, she comes nowhere close to the value we place in our children, Simon, Michael and Melissa. I mean, if our house was burning down and one of our kids, say Melissa, was trapped inside as well as the cat and I raced in to save them, without any shadow of doubt, I would save Melissa first. And to tell you the truth, I'm not even sure that I'd go risking my life to save Doggy. Sorry, Doggy, I hope she's not listening. You get my point. There's something incredibly special about people, especially the people we love. We value them way above any other living creature on this earth. Well, as it turns out, there's a reason for that. Right back in the beginning, before time began, there was nothing except God. I guess most of us would know how the Bible kicks off, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. And if we truncate that first verse back to limit our view of before creation, just the first four words we get, in the beginning, God. And of course, God goes on to create light and then the sky and the oceans and the dry land and the plants and the sun and the moon and the stars and the animals. And the crowning achievement of his creation was, of course, you and me. Have a listen to how beautifully this is expressed. Moses recounts God's heart, his intention in creating us so wonderfully. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Now, up until now, God created everything else, that's fine. 
But when he creates humanity, literally the word in Hebrew is Adam, which means mankind. Let us make Adam, or Adam as we would say. He creates them, he creates them, he creates us in his image. Or another translation is that we were created in his likeness. We're, we're like God. Now, I'm not saying we are God or we become God. There are some cults and sects around who believe that, but that's not what God is saying here, not at all. He's saying that you and I are created in his image, in his likeness. Okay, that's the head knowledge. That's the the theology, the theory. But what does that mean in practice? Well, a little bit later on in the book of Genesis, chapter 5, in fact, we see this very same language again, and it helps explain what God was on about in creating us in his image. Genesis chapter 5, verses 1 to 3. This is the list of the descendants of Adam. When God created humankind, he made them in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them humankind when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. And so here God's linking his creation of us with human procreation. Adam had a son, Seth, in his likeness or in his image. Exactly the same word used back in Genesis chapter 1 about you and me being created in God's image. And by creating this link here, God's saying, look, you have to understand something. You are my descendants. Quite literally, God created Adam in his own image. As any child is created in his or her father's image. And so you and I quite literally are descendants of God, just as Seth was created in Adam's image and was a descendant of Adam. Which is why we can call God Dad, Father. Something the Apostle Paul said quite explicitly much later, and we're going to have a look at that next week on the program, This is profound. This is why you and I are so special. Do you get it? We're made in the likeness, in the very image of God, as his direct descendants. I wonder whether you've actually thought about that. To tell you the truth, I think we can kind of skim over the top of this. Well, Christians are always called God Father, so so what? It's a religious thing. Uh Ah, not at all. In fact, when Jesus first started running around calling God Father, literally the word Abba, which is kind of a familiar term, it, it equates to... Dad in our casual English of today, hey, that was considered to be a heresy. The religious leaders wanted to string him up for that. In fact, eventually they did. It was an outrageous concept. You know what? I think it's still an outrageous concept. My identity, your identity, begins with God. We are created in his likeness. Why am I rabbiting on about this today? Because today we're kicking off a new series called Meet the New Me. It's all about our identity, who we are in this world. Because many, many people have a misplaced sense of their identity. Recently, I interviewed a couple of women on another program. Their names are Cho and Janelle, and they edited an online magazine specifically for young women. And they were chatting about the outcome of some research that they conducted among young women about issues that really matter to them, body image, sexuality, overcoming the hurts of the past, issues with their parents. And time and time again, the thing that struck me was that the symptoms they were talking about found their root cause in a sense of misplaced identity. We don't have to be a young woman to have that problem. More and more as I sit with people and hear what's going on in their lives, I find myself thinking, if only they realised who they are. They are a child of the living God. They are made in his image, in his likeness, just as much as Seth was made in Adam's image. That image of God has been passed down through the generations, from God to Adam, down through the generations, to us, you and me, here and now. 
The problem is that that image has been marred, like a beautiful old painting by an old master that's been attacked with a can of black paint by a graffiti artist. And so we've lost our sense of identity. We've lost the powerful concept that we are direct descendants of the living God. And therein, in this lost sense of identity, lies the scourge of all humanity. And so over the next few weeks on the program, we're going to be spending some time understanding that and setting it right. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I just want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. Jesus died so that all your sins could be forgiven and he rose again to give you a brand new life to live here and now and for the rest of eternity. And he actually means you to lay hold of that life, to to live that life. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Your Complete Makeover Awaits. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching to help you live out this new life that Jesus came to give you. And at the end of each chapter, you'll actually find a series of life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Now, we live in a world that rather cruelly sells people short, and so we can easily lose sight of who we are and how much, despite all our obvious failings and mistakes, we're truly worth. And until we know the truth about those things, we're simply in no position to deal with our failings and our mistakes. I love art. I remember the first time I saw the famous Australian work by the 19th, 20th century artist Tom Roberts. It's called Shearing the Rams of an old shearing shed. I'd seen so many cheap prints for sale in department stores over the years, and really I'd, I'd never thought too much of the image until I saw the original in real life. Its depth, its richness, the way it captured the real world, it completely blew my socks off. Cheap prints are never a substitute for the real thing. It's the original image that has life and energy. And and that's why this week we're chatting about the original image that you and I were created in, the image of God. Because I wonder if we're not becoming desensitized by that as we live in a world of cheap reproductions. I wonder if we haven't lost the powerful, life-giving reality of the original image. I could never afford an original Da Vinci or Rembrandt or Renoir or Monet or any of those. They're simply out of my reach. But I love visiting galleries and and feasting my eyes on them. They're so valuable and for good reason. And it's the value of this original image that I'd like to have a bit more of a chat about today. Because you and I, we are made in God's image. Remember what we talked about before the break, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. God said, let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created humankind in his image, in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You and I are direct descendants of God made in his likeness and his image. But in this world, that's something that so many of us have lost sight of. Some deny it completely. Others kind of, well, I kind of know it's true. 
But how many people actually live their lives based on this powerful truth about their identity? Not many is the answer, because if they did, many of their insecurities and fears and and self-image problems and doubts and insecurities would just disappear. I wonder, do you live your life in the midst of this powerful truth that God created you in his image? Is that what you believe with every fibre of your being? Because if it isn't, you're seeing yourself as a cheap reproduction, one of those $10 prints of a multi-million dollar original. Can I be blunt here? You and I aren't cheap prints. We're the original thing, handcrafted by God in his image, more valuable in his sight than we can ever, ever imagine. Don't believe me? Well, let me ask you this. Why is it that thou shalt not murder is one of the Ten Commandments? Why is it that killing or beating or raping a fellow human being is such a heinous thing to do in our sight and in the sight of the law? I mean, we kill pigs to make bacon. They're incredibly intelligent animals. We kill cows to make hamburgers. But when was the last time you munched on a hamburger and worried about the cow that died to feed you? And yet murdering a person is a terrible thing. Get caught and you spend the rest of your life in jail or even worse. We don't tend to think too much about that. It's axiomatic. It's an obvious basic truth that underpins our sense of humanity. It's because people are worth infinitely more in our eyes than a cow or a pig or any other animal. Okay, but let me keep niggling away here. Why are people worth infinitely more than a cow or a pig or any other animal? Answer... Because we're made in God's image. We're his image bearers. We're not cheap prints. We're originals. Just like an artist will paint and sculpt a work and put much of himself or herself into that work, so you and I are handcrafted by God as as kind of mini self-portraits. And that is what makes the difference. Don't believe me? Well, here it is from God's own word. Genesis chapter 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds the blood of a human, by a human shall that person's blood be shed, for in his own image God made humankind. Being made in God's image confers on you and on me an incredible sense of value, much more than a a Rembrandt or a Renoir or a Monet or a Da Vinci. But when we lose sight of that identity in God's image, when we dive into the rough and tumble of this world that sells people short and cheap, that devalues us. We, We become in our own eyes just a cheap reproduction. Can you imagine if you had a picture hanging on your wall, dusty old thing, thinking it was some worthless print, and then, then one day an art expert happens to visit you at home and he peers at this painting. He, he studies it from this angle, from that angle, with the light on, with the light off. He starts getting all excited and finally he tells you it's not a cheap print at all. This thing that you thought was a cheap print is an original painted by a great master. Look at the signature down in the bottom right-hand corner. Can you just imagine how overjoyed you'd be to discover that instead of owning a cheap print, you are the owner of a valuable artwork? So in this world that devalues us all the time, in this world that says we're only valuable if we conform to its illusory and false standards of success... In this world where they would have us believe that we are a cheap print, a poor copy at best, what is it that we don't want to leap with joy when we discover that it's just not true? What is it that we aren't over the moon to realise we're an original? How do we know that? Because the fact that you and I are made in the image of God, in his likeness, means that we bear his mark as an original, just like the old master's signature at the bottom of his painting. You and I are valuable in God's eyes beyond any measure. 
Is this sinking in your heart? When God looks at you, his heart skips a beat. When, when God looks at you and sees you struggling through life, tears come to his eyes. When God hears your prayers, when, when he hears you come to him in humility and love and appreciation, a joy unspeakable fills his heart. Do you get it? You and I are worth so much to him. You and I are worth so much that in fact he let his son die to pay for our sins so that we could have an eternal rich relationship with him. The value of all the shares on all the stock markets in the whole world added to the value of all the gold and silver and diamonds on the planet don't hold a candle to the value that you have in God's heart. That is the absolute truth. Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotional with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access, either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed Fresh devotional. Completely up to you. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on one 722 So go ahead, sign up to receive fresh and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word and grow to live in the victory that he died and rose again to give you. So often we get caught up in our mistakes, their consequences, the problems we're facing that we start believing, well, you know what, I'm just trapped. That's it. That's what it is. I'll just have to get used to it. So let me ask you, if God is indeed a loving God, do you think that that's how he sees it? Well... Have you ever wondered where your life is headed, whether it's really going to count for anything, whether you have a future, a destiny, whether there's something really to look forward to as the days and the weeks and the months and the years slip by? Well, of course, the answer to that is yes. Life being buffeted around on the stormy oceans of life, it's no fun. Eventually, we want a sense of direction, a purpose, a hope for the future. So far today, we've been looking at the fact that you and I are so incredibly valuable because we are created in the image of God. Often we don't feel valuable. Often the world wants us to believe that we're just a cheap copy, not the original. And yet God is so clear on this. He's created you and me in his image. We're his children. In his likeness we've been created. And that is what makes you and me more valuable than any other living creatures on this earth. It's that simple. And if you and I are indeed made in the image of God, then pretty obviously something's gone badly wrong here. I mean, if God made the sorts of mistakes that you and I make in life, man, that that would be downright scary, wouldn't it? The thing that's gone wrong is that you and I rebelled against God. At some point, we went our own way, and so often we suffer the consequences of that. Some people don't like it when when I say that, but it's true. It's just the way it is. It's called, wait for it, 
sin. The original image that we've been created in has been kind of attacked by a graffiti vandal and it's become marred and distorted. Now, we're going to talk about that a lot more next week on the program because no matter how badly the original image has been marred, no matter how much it's been obscured by the muck and the graffiti of life, the thing we need most to discover in life is exactly how God is going to undo all that. So we're definitely going to talk about that a whole bunch more. Because if it's a new life we're after, a better life, then that's where the rubber hits the road. What is it that God's going to do to turn things around? But I guess before we do that, I kind of want to jump to the end and see how it all turns out. Because here's the thing. I think a few people today need some hope. I was chatting with a counsellor just the other day. He works with people who have deep-seated issues in their lives. Addictions, hurts from abuse, a sense of rejection that goes back to childhood... Whatever it is. And he said something interesting. He said, one of the first things I ask people is, what do they believe about their problem? He was telling me, for instance, about a man with alcoholism. The man loved God, loved his wife and family, but over and over again, he would get drunk, beat his wife, and then when he sobered up, he'd be sorry. He said he wouldn't do it again. True remorse. And yet a few months later, it'd happen again. So they asked him, what do you believe about your addiction? And what came out was this. He said, look, my father and my grandfather before me, they were alcoholics. They they died of liver disease. And I'm pretty much convinced that that's how eventually I'm going to end up too. You see, this man believed in God. This man was sorry for what he'd done. But deep down, he believed he could never escape the clutches of the addiction. And it wasn't until that was dealt with that he was able to escape the addiction and its consequences. There's some of that in all of us, I suspect. We, we kind of imagine that there's this one thing in our personality or this, this one thing from the past that has a hold over us and this one thing, whatever it is, it's never, ever going to change. I'll never be able to escape the clutches of this black can of spray paint that keeps graffitiing my true image, the image of God in me. It's just never going to get any better. Well, let me make a bald, direct statement here that is simply not true. It's complete and utter rubbish. Let me, let me ask you this. If God is God, if he created you in his image, if in fact you are worth more to him than all the tea in China, if he loves you so much that he'd send his son to die for you in the face of all that evidence, do you seriously believe that nothing's ever going to change? Do you seriously believe that lie? And it is a lie. Because God's word is the truth, and this is exactly what God has to say into this lie in your life today. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. What's God saying here? Well, we started out being made in God's image. Sin, sin crept in and graffitied that image and destroyed the image, completely obscured it and marred it and robbed it of its original beauty and pleasure and joy that it would give to other people when they experienced it. But God's destiny for those who love him is that they would once again become conformed to the image of his son, that they would end up looking like Jesus again. Now, look, this conform thing is not some straitjacket. The original Greek word that's used here, and it's been translated as conformed, is the word somorphous, from which we get the word morph, or to be transformed. I had a look at the word morph in my dictionary. It means literally to change smoothly from one image to another by small, gradual steps. 
See, it's an incremental process of transformation. It's, it's a little by little lifelong process of being transformed, of having the horrid black graffiti cleaned off this part of our lives and then that part of our lives and then over there and then this bit. And bit by bit, we start looking more and more like Jesus. My friend, the whole thing about image and self-image is so important. Knowing who we are, that we've been made in the very image of God, that, that by rejecting him, sin has marred the original image, sometimes beyond recognition. And yet the plan of God in our lives is to transform us back into his original image, back into the image of Christ himself. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his Son. Just stand back. If that's the true meta story of our lives, if that's what's truly going on here, doesn't that change the way you see yourself? Doesn't that give you a sense of value and purpose and identity and hope? Doesn't it give you a sense of destiny? Doesn't it make the things that we're going through right now, while some of them may not be what you would have chosen for yourself, doesn't that make them okay now that you know what's really going on? Come on, you have been made in the image of the living God and your destiny in Christ is to be transformed back into that original image. That's fantastic. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to lay hold of the new life that Jesus died and rose again to give them, to live out that new life in all its abundance. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give toward the Ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach almost 3,000 people with a gospel message. So a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 100,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Hey, that's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com or by calling 1-300-722-415. And when you do get in touch, don't forget to request your free copy of that life application booklet I mentioned earlier. It's called Your Complete Makeover Awaits. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. And I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.